We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is Sunday night. We're going to be talking a lot of baseball. We got uh, we got some struggling teams. We got talking about maybe the last two months of strategy here. We got a lot of fab to talk about. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Scott Jenstead, as joined, as always, on, on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate, please rate and review the podcast. That would be fantastic. Helps out a lot. Helps people find the podcast. Also a really good thing. Hopefully we've helped you more than we hurt you over these, uh, these, these first four months of the season. Hopefully it's been good. Jeff, how are you this weekend? I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, life keeps coming at us fast with the kids, but uh, it's all good. Um, you're, tell- and- you're telling me the, the aging process is not slowed down, as I'm hoping it will here at some point? Oh no, it accelerates if anything. Right. But not what I want. Not what I want to know here, Jeff. No, I know. I understand. Yeah. Plus, focusing on my kids takes my uh, mind off of our Reds and just the never-ending set of depressing things that have been happening with that team. There's a uh, there's a there's a kind of a handful of teams that were you kind of into into compete a week ago. That all started. There's three different teams that lost six games in a row. The first one was our Reds. We'll talk about that. Yep. Uh, lost six in a row into third place. Still only a game and a half out. So it's not like the you know nothing too. Uh, too dramatic, but they. Uh, it, it feels to me like the the lack of pitching and is finally just coming back. Like they, they held it together for so long, and the lack of pitching is just really, really haunting them right now. Yeah, well, the Reds responded to those bold, bold acquisitions uh, the, of doing absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, very uh, predictably, you know, and I it, it's frustrating because yeah. I was prepared to be underwhelmed. I said as much, you did. and they somehow underachieved even that. <laughs> Uh, it's just really remarkable. Uh, I, and you can say, okay, the prices were prohibitively expensive. I, I saw some of the other trades that happened adding like Scott Barlow and Adam Adovino and guys like that. Brooks Raley, that could not have been that prohibitively expensive. That was not costing you Christian Encarnacion strand. Come on that. I, I just don't buy that. Uh, you know, you see some of the other, just like even league average starters and, Immediately, you know, you saw the fruits of it there. The Cubs just bludgeoned the Reds. It was just a miserable week there. Yeah, and, and they you, feel like they were putting up 16 runs every game. It was wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben Dormant, uh, well, he got left hanging out to dry, and then he went on the IL with the pectoral strain after that. Uh, and, you know, that was partially because Reds relievers and, uh, have... Ben, ben Dormant was good, by the way. I just got that. Thank you. 
Thank that you. took me. It took me a second. I'm like, is this a, is this a reliever I've not heard of? But uh, yeah. I realized that is the uh, the the evil side of Ben Lively. That was that was good. I like that one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and part of that was all, all along. Reds fans have been f- like flogging David Bell for like being Captain Hook. Well, here's what happens when you leave the starter in too late, too long. Yeah. Same thing with Graham Ashcraft on Friday. He pitched eight innings, you know, and he was cruising. He's cruising, but because the bullpen was so burnt out, and you know. You know, they have like the most games pitched and like three that are tied for second most in games pitched in terms of relievers, at least as of like Wednesday when I saw the stat. Uh, you know, they've been riding a, a mediocre bullpen at that really hard. Uh, so, of course, disaster strikes. Of course it does. Uh, and they, the, they did nothing to bolster it. I mean, are the, are the Cubs the best team in that division by a pretty good amount right now? They, uh, they I mean, the run, if you go by run differential, they blow everybody away. And sure, it's like the Padres and the the Padres and the Cubs are way underappreciated in terms of run differential. It's, uh, it's, yeah, twins and the twins on the AL Central too, but it's, it's just yeah. wild that like two weeks ago we were talking about who's gonna, who's, who's gonna get Stroman, who's gonna get Cody Bellinger, uh, all this stuff. And now the Cubs are a game and a half out and they look like the best team in that division. It doesn't seem that close at the moment. Yeah, they they're they're playing great. They took two out of three from the Braves, yeah. uh, the red hot Braves. Uh, they're 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 playing great ball despite Stroman falling apart lately. Stroman's yeah. been terrible lately, by the way, and now he's on the IL. Uh, but yeah, their their bats are just. There was a stat uh, going around about run, runs since the All Star break, and this was after the two monster games against the Reds, where they're forty five runs ahead of the rest of the baseball since the All Star break, <laughs> or like forty three or forty two. And, which means that you could take away the 35, the, the 36 that they scored against the Reds in two days, and they were still leading all of baseball. Like, you let everybody keep those games. We'll take away your top two. And they're still leading everybody yeah. to run scored since then. I mean, it was, you know, and of course, the, the Reds found a way to score a combined 15 runs in two days and lost by a combined 21. So let that sink, settle in there. It is hard to do. Um, with the Cubs, Adbert Azale, man, he's just – he is the he is the X factor right now in fantasy leagues. He has seven saves in the last I think it's fourteen days, sixteen days, something like that. It's, it's yep. seven saves since like July seventeenth or whatever it is. It's just it's 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 crazy. And every time you look up, it's like oh, Cubs are up two. Alzale's coming in, but his whole season's been really good. His whips under one. I mean, we yeah. talked about uh, his strikeout rates at twenty percent, walk rates at three point seven percent. This dude's nasty right now. I know he had the they had the catch where uh, you know Talkman had the robbery where he would have yes. blown a save, but still. He's been really awesome. I, the barrel rate's really low. Um, all looks really good. I mean, he looks like a legit closer right now. He looks great. And all along, we've been talking about it, how hard it is to find saves on the waiver wire, even when he was getting at it. I mean, he 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 wasn't cheap. People yep. people saw it, unless you acted really early. And there are some people that did. I'm going to give them the credit that yeah. saw it. You, need, you needed to act in that week that everybody was adding Mark Letter Jr., and it would have been perfect. Right. And, you know, David Ross for a long time wouldn't commit to Alzale as the closer or, or any single one pitcher as a closer, but he's really turned to using him in that in that role lately, which has really worked out. Yeah, it's uh, it's been really nice. He's got 13 saves now and just uh, just on fire there. Uh, a couple of teams that uh, struggling right now: Arizona, who looked really good the first three months, um, really struggling right now. They're eight and a half behind the Dodgers, just like that. It feels like they were ahead of the Dodgers for so long, and then boom, they've lost six games in a row. Uh, their run differential is now minus 18. They've lost two. Uh, they've won two of their last 10 games. Uh, they had a really rough loss today. Paul Sewell, their acquisition oh. at, the, at the at the All Star or at the deadline, uh, gave up home run to Max Kepler, and then another one to uh, Matt Wallner uh, to blow that game. So you think they finally seemed like they had a, they had a save up there. They were going to get a, get a win, and they, they blew it. It's uh, it's rough in Arizona. It's hard to see a path where they stay ahead of any of the top three teams in the NL West. Agreed. All you have to do is look at the rotation. 
right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's right there. It's so they did add a closer, which they needed, uh, but they they went they did you know we saw if you ever watch like Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, there's a half measure, full measure. They did half measures. You know, getting Merrill Kelly is getting our rotation back. No, no, it isn't. Tommy Henry got hurt. Zach, da Zach Davies got hurt. Ryan Nelson predictably has fallen backwards. Fought yep. hasn't really kind of hit the, you know, hit the ground. And that's a bad break for them. They yep. really expected more out of fought this year. He pitched uh, really well, pitched really well this week, but yeah, it's been overall, it's been, it's been ugly. Yeah. And let alone like some of the other guys in the in, other rookies in the back end of that rotation. Uh, it just hasn't quite worked out. And you know, that's what happens sometimes, by the way, it's yep. what young pitchers struggle initially. We've seen plenty of that. And you know, there'll be opportunities where they come back, but still, um, it is, it's, it's really kind of frustrating to see that, but I, you know, and I know both fans of the reds and the D backs, at least they have a future. At least you can kind of like oh, pacify yeah. yourself by saying, well, at least, you know, you know, they didn't sell away our future and all that, but I don't know. The, the diamondback slide started earlier. So I, I'm more willing to give them a little bit of a pass for lacking at not the lack of adding their starter, but the reds were in first place at the time of the deadline. They were literally in first place. Uh, I, th I think that's a big difference here. You don't always get to choose, you, you know, when you're competitive. You know, everyone talks about extending the competitive window. Well, you're competitive right now, and the cards suck. So take advantage of the card sucking, the Mets sucking right now. The, the Padres still, you know, they find, tonight they got to 500, by the way. Congrats to, congrats to them. But they've been under 500 all this time. You uh, had Padre, this window. Padres, Padres lost tonight, Jeff. Oh, they lost. They're two games under 500. Yeah. You're right. You're 100% right. They were close. They got they it backwards. Close. No, yeah, I, I know, and old, I got uh, it exactly good old, uh, backwards. Good old Rich Hill did not uh, did not fare well. Yeah, today. well, and they need him, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, you had this unique window, Agreed. which wasn't going to last, and that's why I normally I'd be okay with like, okay, the prices are prohibitively expensive, don't do it. Okay, this is the you know Matt Leahy points this out. Phillies good gave point. up a single AI to get Lorenzen. You don't think Michael Lorenzen would help the Reds right now? I mean, come on. Eduardo Rodriguez could have been had. He the Reds weren't on his no trade list. They could have gotten him right. um close enough to Detroit. You know, you know, you don't have any worry about uh True. time yeah. zone issues. Um and you know, I I'll say this. Good for Erod for you know prioritizing his family. He negotiated this clause. It's his right to exercise it. I don't blame him at all. I mean, Dodgers fans are probably a little salty about that, but you know that that's you know, we never get mad at, you know, teams for like uprooting players, families when the yeah. player gets a chance to prioritize. Hey, that's his leverage. That's his right. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I just I wonder what the what the what the heck these guys are. I mean, I, I it could be ownership driven in the case of the Reds, too. Let's not forget we can castigate the GM all we want, but he has to get approval financially from the owner. Yeah, that is, a, that is a good point there. Uh, someone asked in the chat if they start uh, Jazz Chisholm this week. We will get to a bunch of uh, injury notes. Uh, they're playing at the Reds this week. Uh, they're the second game to start tomorrow. By the way, everybody, there's an early game tomorrow. The Dodgers-Padres, a wraparound series. Yeah, they play at 110 Pacific time. Um, so not too early, but there's a day game. Uh, Marlins-Reds play at 340. Uh, I'm checking that lineup before I decide on Jazz. There's no reason. I, there's just no right. reason to decide quite yet. But, but that's a good window to starting to talk about the Marlins, our other slumping team. Oh, I had another one, but you're right. The Marlins are Marlins are also. And the, and the weird thing is that the NL is like we talk about the team slumping. They're still right in it. The Reds are tied for the third wild card. The D-backs are one one and a half out. The Marlins are a half game out of the wild card. The National League is going to have a couple teams that make the wild card that are in this mix, and a couple of teams are going to have to make it. I mean, whether it's uh, yeah. whether the Padres make a run or Arizona gets hot again or the Reds or Marlins, like 
a couple of these teams are going to make it. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think the the Phillies look pretty good right now. The Giants, uh, who knows with them? But that that third spot's going to be wide open. Yeah, Padres. It's it's opened up for the Padres pretty it nicely. Really has. They're they're three back, and I know they're playing the Dodgers this weekend. They've lost two out of three so far. But if they can start to beat some of the teams, they should beat. Um, that looks like a team that uh, could be scary if they sneak into. Yeah. So the Marlins, they get Yuri Perez back tomorrow, though. They do, and they. I, I saw that uh, Craig Mish, who knows the team really well, their beat writer, um, kind of mapped out how it works out, and pretty much he can start the next six starts getting an extra day every start, like the way it works out with their with their days off. So you can pretty much start on, I guess it'd be four five days rest rather than four days rest the, for the rest of the way here. So maybe they mapped it out. It seemed to me like they handled it really weirdly with him just not pitching at all. It'd be really interesting to see how stretched out he is, how good he looks. If he looks the same, he did uh, how many innings he can go. It's going to be really fascinating to see what he looks like these next uh, five or six starts. So how much, and how did they let him go? I mean, they're still, I think the innings are still a concern for them too. Yeah, they gotta be. Um, but uh, good news is I held on to him everywhere. So I do have that uh, going for it. Nice. I think at some point I told you I would have dropped him and I would have been, I would have been wrong. Cause if you had dropped him, that would be a, that'd be a tough one to stomach these last two months. I might've arrived at some point last, last week, but then I heard the news that he was yeah. you know starting to ramp up back up again. I'm like, okay, well, there was a, there was a now. weird, a queer, weird quote from the GM Kim Eng. Who's like pretty much like, well, we think he might pitch before the end of the year that, that made me think like, Oh, that's, that's just bad news right there. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it was one of those times where actually they meant it the way they said it. Usually I just assume that it's going to sound come out a lot worse than it actually sounds. But um, we talked about all these teams in the NL. that are still in it. The team in the AL that's really in a mess right now is, is the, uh, the LA angels of Anaheim yeah. uh, lost six in a row. You suddenly look up, they you know didn't trade Otani. They, they added guys, they added uh, CJ Crone. They added Randall Gritchick. Uh, they're seven out of the third wild card now, Jeff, with three teams in between them there. So they're like they're seventh in the wild card now. They are they're not buried, but they're not that far away from getting buried right now. This is a, a mess of a week for the Angels. Direct competition sweep by the Mariners too. I yeah. mean that was really bad from some. They lost on like you know a, a grand slam uh, when they had the game one gut punch lost there. Lost yeah. in extra innings today. Chase Silseth was awesome, and they yeah. could and- not. Mustakas hit a ball like right to the wall in the bottom of the night too. That would have been a walk yep. off. And I thought it was gone when he hit it just short. It's just, I mean, but they, they they're seventh right now. There's a lot of teams in between the Yankees are ahead of them. Now the Red Sox are ahead of them. Now um, the Red Sox lost four in a row too. They're, they're, they're struggling right now. It's uh, the AL seems like uh, the, the third, second and 13 wildcards are going to be a lot better than the national teams. Yeah. Oh, uh, not the way they're playing right now. There's a, there's a race to the bottom right now. Uh, it's, it's but really you wild. At, to see. You look at Houston, Toronto, Seattle, all hot right now. The Yankees could get hot. Like those feel like better teams to me than the, than the Cubs and Reds and Marlins and D-backs. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, Seattle's weird though. They traded away Seawald. Uh, they, did. they didn't trade for really anybody. The Seawald trades, but I have Seawald in the main event on my team. That's actually okay. And that was brutal. It felt like the Mariners had a save op like 15 days in a row since they traded him. I know it hasn't been that long, but know, that's how right? it's felt. It's just like every time I look up, it's Munoz yeah. or someone else. I'm like, um, and then I'm looking at Arizona losing six in a row and he blows one a day. Oh, it's brutal. It's, it's crazy to have a closer get dealt from a team. There's a contention. It's just, he's still, I guess the closer we saw today, he came in for the save op, but man, it's, it's rough. Well, and then when you're off for so long too, then yep. you're not as sharp. Yep. You know, and that it's just like this, it's even worse. It, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, and, you know, Scott Barlow had to deal with that with the, the Royals at times too, where then you get, you get put into a get work situation where you're trailing by four and like, what are we doing here? Uh, and it gets, you know, he, then he, he may struggle cause he's been off for a while. And then next thing you know, he's not available the next day and they do have a save up. 
It's always fun. Some of the chat asked about uh, Willie Castro worth the start in points leagues. That's tough. I'd have to know more about the league. He's really a stolen base play. Stealing a lot. He has 26 steals, something like that. It really just depends on how much stolen bases count in a point league. In a roto league, you need steals. It's uh, it's definitely true. So, uh, Or definitely a good start. But uh, points league, a little bit tougher. Uh, Jeff, let's talk about roto leagues. We got we got two. I'm just gonna call it two months left in the season. I know that's not the exact point, but you know, about eight weeks left. Um, strategy wise, everything kind of changes a little bit. Everybody's uh, starting to think about football. People are starting to draft football. You know, you see leagues not be quite as active in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, that's too much strategy for me. Is really about category management. Like the right now, I'm kind of yeah. looking at my teams. Like where can I gain? Where can I lose? And I have a league that uh, the main event where. I have two points in, se- in, in steals. Everything else is pretty good. Um, but I'm like 15, like a 10 behind another point, 15 behind another, and like 10 ahead of the team behind me. I haven't fully given up on steals, but I'm pretty close to doing it. And that's just one of those things that you get to a point where you can't gain, you can't lose. You got to shift away from that spot before. It's just, there's just no point to have stolen base guys. It's true. And, you know, I, I think that, and, and you're looking at it from the NFBC lens, but also in keeper leagues, trade leagues, you know, yeah. there's, there's a, sp- you really like, you know, if you're go- if you're going for it, if, you know, in a trade league, of course you trade for categories and and values change. By the way, you know, an, oh, you know, sometimes it's just specific category. You don't want to give the other team, you know, your trading partner a windfall. At the same time, you do need to hone in specifically on what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, but if you are a selling team, find ways to just maximize value. You know, you're doing the exact opposite of the the, the contender who's trying to hone in on a roto category. Yep. For you, it's just like. Who cares if it fits? You know, you have the offseason to make things fit. You have the draft to make things fit. Right now, you are all about maxing out value. If getting the best, if it's a prospect, getting the best possible prospect you can get. And and don't worry about the fit. Don't worry that you have four other really good outfielders if the best right. prospect you get is an outfielder. Just do it. Yeah, and that's a good point. You play in a lot more trade leagues than I do. So that's uh, that's really good. Because you're at your point, and if you're not contending you could care less about what your category management at this point. You just want to get as much talent and good players as you can, but it's always tough. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, if you, uh, it depends how your, how your categories line up to like, if you need K's and wins and your ratios are great, like you can kind of adjust to that. But if you need ERA and wins, it becomes really complicated because you're like, Oh, I'm gonna get a bunch of two start starters. And you're like, Oh, well there goes my ratio. So it's, uh, right. it's really, uh, it's really tough. I find it. Uh, I find this month is a little bit easier. Last month is really hard. You get a lot of like new names and, it's hard to figure out, but uh, you know, fab wise, I found myself this week for the first time really, really trying to focus on categories. Where before I'm, you know, trying to get the best players, trying to max everything out, trying to get my team, my the best team I can. But starting this week and kind of when it gets to August, I really, I really am looking at category management more than anything else right now. Yeah, and you know, to that point too, like uh, you, you need to start like, okay, I got to stop fabbing for saves because I can only gain one point yep. here. You know, say, especially because now every every fab dollar is pretty precious yeah it is so i I, you know you may you may say well he's the closer that has value well okay but what are you going to get out of that right if you're if you're nine saves behind the next team you know one guy is not going to do that i still uh i have not fully given up on stolen base in that league i added uh we'll talk about later i added johan rojas who i think could uh, get a nice run of uh, playing time now that uh, brandon marsh is on the aisle in philadelphia he'll get some steals so i haven't fully given up but I mean, I'm a, I'm like a hundred hundred and tenth or something overall, so I'm not winning it overall. I'm not cashing overall. So you know, trying to catch him in stolen bases there is pretty irrelevant to me. But uh, yeah, you know, those those couple extra league points might be really huge. So I've fully given up there, but uh, 
I'm starting to get to the point where I'm probably a couple weeks away from fully punting if I don't make a, a, a big move in that category. So it's just a, you know, not that everything is about my league, but it's just one of those things you really focus on what you can do. And you'll, you, as you look, you'll find some, you find like something like RBIs, you might have like, you know, three points each way. So you like, you just, it's not just about gaining. It's all about not losing too. So it's, uh, it's tough. You'll see a lot of, a lot of categories are, categories are really bunched up and, uh, believe me, as someone who's lost a league on the last day to like runs or RBIs, I, you know, everything you can get right now matters. Yeah. And it's a real paradox because there's less out there in terms of the inventory. There's more of this inclination. Oh, we need to start thinking about my football drafts or yep. kids going back to school, yep. all this sort of stuff. And yet you need to spend more time if yep. perversely on fab. Uh, because there's not, there's not the big obvious call-ups too. Like we, right. every week it's like, oh, well, Ellie Dela Cruz got called up. Well, I mean, this is an easy fab week. And now we're looking at guys that, you know, aren't obvious and aren't easy. I mean, I was digging deep on a lot of guys this week. Yeah, exactly. And then you have to, and then you have to really decide, okay, does it fit? Yeah. Um, and then like, you know, teams that you thought were safe, maybe like that, 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 that could be, a, you know, a, a team like, okay, they're going to get lots of saves. Well, maybe the Mets aren't going to get lots of saves. Yep. Maybe, you know, the White Sox are no longer just an average team. They're just a straight up bad team. Maybe I temper my enthusiasm over this kid that's getting starts for them now because he may not get the run support or he might not get the bull, bullpen support after that. Could there have been any more fitting Saturday to Tim Anderson season than this weekend? Oh. <laughs> Woof. Woof. So, Let's so talk bad. about that like real quick here. Um, so I'm not, it's funny. I think it was our friend Rob Silver had a post, you know, I don't really enjoy watching adults punch each other. I actually don't either. Like I think fighting in hockey is, What are you talking about? He has to. Yeah. I think fighting in hockey is kind of stupid when they stop off game and do it. But like yeah. baseball fights are so bad that every once in a while when you get one that's actually good. I, I'll admit that I watched the video multiple times, but I mean, that was wild. It just, it seemed like J-Ram was a little upset that Tim Anderson was standing over him, kind of like a Draymond LeBron James kind of thing and kind of poked his leg and put his fingers out. And all of a sudden, Tim like just dropped his glove and squared up. He was, he was ready to go. It, it was a like hockey was, fight, wasn't it? It felt like it was like four months of frustration all in five seconds for Tim Anderson. He's like, all right, let's do this. But man, he got smoked. He got like fully, he got fully knocked down. Couldn't walk off the field. Uh, one of the better baseball punches I've seen land is like with the, the not quite as good as Rugnet on, on Batista or Nolan Ryan on Ventura, but definitely up there. Yeah, it was. Um, and it was just so bizarro. He made, yeah, it, it, fitting that he didn't make solid contact. Uh, that, you know, <laughs> yeah. but. And he uh, really like kind of, kind of squared up Southpaw, but then threw his, his right hand first. Like he clearly is not a boxer, but how long are these guys getting suspended? Are we going like, are we going like 10 games each? Like that's what, what I mean? Tim and I were talking about. Cause yeah. Tim Schuler uh, and I, not Tim Anderson and I. We don't like about, but... multiple punches each. Like it's gotta be 10 games, right? Yeah. And I gotta say, if you got J Ram right now, that's a crushing blow. Hugh, I mean, we're talking about a first-round player had two steals today. Like that, if you lose him for a week and a half, that's brutal. You lose Tim Anderson, like it's good. You can finally bench him. I mean, I'm I'm not going to miss that. But man, losing Jay Ram right now would be tough for for ten days. Yeah, it 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 really is. Now losing Tim Anderson in some universes, that's you know, sub, addition by subtraction a little bit there because he's been so darn bad. He we're has, we're has, off Homer one, watch. He has one home run. It's insane. Yeah, uh, it, it's. It's unbelievable. Uh, I think there's some stuff going on in his personal life I read about on Twitter today, so it's got to be true. Uh, but it must be, you know, it might explain a little bit why you know he's just not all, you know, he's he's not in a happy place right now. Yeah. And this is kind of everything boiled over. But and their team, I mean, the team season went so sideways too. They're supposed to be contenders, and um, it's it's just wild because I mean, and then baseball suspension stuff has changed. They used to be like. 
when you go visit New York, like you meet with the commissioner and do it, but right. they, do it they do a lot so quicker archaic, now. Right? Yeah, they're so weird. But like the, <laughs> with the Zoom world now, you could do it pretty quick. I imagine they'll announce it tomorrow, Tuesday. I imagine both guys will appeal. So it's just a matter of uh, you know how long that appeal process goes. But I imagine we should know pretty quick here what the. Not going to lie, I was surprised J Ram played today. Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson did sure. not, and I think that. Hey, discretion. I think that was the smart play by the White Sox. Yeah. If it was by the White Sox or what, or even by Anderson, I, I think you just need a cooling off period. But I, I, I'm stunned that J Ram played. Actually, I'm, I'm surprised MLB allowed it to happen. You think if there's there ever not, not uh, let him play for the full standing ovation in the first inning, though, they're they, uh, they all fired up. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. I mean, if there is an ever obvious like, okay, this is an injunction we're going to file until we get you the actual punishment. This and then it'll it'll count towards the days. I mean, there is no mitigating circumstance for that. I mean, he threw a punch and hit him. I mean, period. Hard. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's. I imagine it'll be like tomorrow, or they probably had a weekend. I don't know. Maybe MLB doesn't work. I have no idea how it works. MLB but. doesn't work on Sundays, apparently. But uh, yeah, apparently not. But that was uh, that was pretty wild. It happened so fast too. Like he slid, and all of a sudden they were. I had I had like the grid channel on, so I was kind of watching. All of a sudden, you know, you see everybody coming out. I had to scroll back. I was like, holy moly, this escalated really quickly. Yeah, it did. It did. So uh, yeah, I t- uh, Shu and I were saying ten games is our is well at least yeah. that's what I suggested. She thought it might even be longer for Anderson. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I think, I think it'd be, I think it'd be 10 each. And then, uh, I don't know. Was there anybody else? I mean, class a got in there and was really heated, but I don't really see him do anything. I think that they'll probably give the managers a couple of games because they always do that. But I don't, I don't think anybody else gets suspended for this. You know, there's always somebody that we didn't realize that yeah. you know, they're going through the, the film and Zap Ruder like style there yeah. and, you know, looking to find it. Um, yeah. Good, uh, good topical reference there, Jeff. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Well, so I, I, you know, I'll throw another baseball fight in the same sort of grouping was Amir Garrett losing his mind when he like ran Pirates over to the whole dugout. Pirates dugout himself, took them right? all on yeah. himself. Uh, that 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 rated uh, as far as uh, baseball fights go too. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty wild one, but it was yeah, it was a because you always look up and like oh everybody's coming out, benches are clear, you're like ah oh, nothing happened, and then I scroll, it was like oh my gosh, something did actually happen. So yeah, um, yeah, some, someone asked in the chat, you know, should you bench J Ram this week? I'm not doing anything until I hear something, and I think he'll appeal anyway. And what he'll do is he'll appeal, and then he'll either have the appeal here to maybe get you know they usually do it so he could drop a couple games off, or maybe he drops the appeal if he you know tweaks something or has a, a time that he. Uh, that he, he thinks it's a good time to drop it. But I, I think I'm starting him until they announce something and he actually says it's not appealing. So I think I'm, uh, I'm still using him this week. Yeah. Um, I, I think was there that... any more, it was any more absurd than, than Eloy like limping away from the, from the pile getting hurt. Like it's just so Eloy right there. Yeah. It's on brand. Uh, yeah. Cleveland's weird. So Cleveland now sits, they lost, they lost that game and they lost today too, by yeah. the way. Uh, they're now four and a half out in the, in the division. Obviously the wild card's not an option. You know, this is a team that was one game out in the division, and they traded away a, star, a rotation start in Savali. They traded yep. away Josh Bell. Very odd set of circumstances here. Um, they're almost in give-up mode themselves. I, I wouldn't be surprised that he just starts serving it. I mean, I, I don't think there's like a, oh, God, we got to protect our playoff race here. I think it, it, it comes down, maybe there's a, I don't know. I I, I, I will, I, I would, uh, if you, NFBC style, sure, leave him, leave him going. They, they are at home tomorrow against Toronto, a four-game series, so you'll be able to react, but you don't want to miss a four-game home stand. But at the same time, if you have to make your decision for the week, I, I might get out in front of it. And I don't think you're wrong, but, man, that's crazy to go into give-up mode when you're four and a half out. Yeah, 
Well, it was two, two, it was two, two left. left when they did it. I mean, I mean you, you you sweep Minnesota once and suddenly you're right in it. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's some weird stuff in baseball these days. But. Yeah. Now you got to look at the Guardians schedule because there are some weird schedules remaining, too. Like the Reds and Brewers are done with each other, for instance. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. They they played like four series my, uh, in the span my, of a my, month. My Christian Yelich shares are not happy about that. Oh, God. Screw your Christian Yelich shares. I don't want to <laughs> see that guy ever again. Um. Yeah, so they play Minnesota at the end of this month, August twenty eighth. They play them again in the start of September too. So two, two quick, two in a row, like two practically in a row there. Um, Geez, you win five of those six, and there's your there's your deficit right there. Yeah, I mean they, I mean Bieber's down basically for the year. You know, boy, they get they get Tristan McKenzie too. This schedule, they get Toronto for four, then Tampa for three, then a couple weeks later they play the Dodgers, then Toronto, then Minnesota, then Tampa, then Minnesota. I'm like goodness so that is a rough stretch find your under win total futures bet on them maybe i don't know wow, that is a like you get a couple games against the reds who knows what that'll be and you get four against detroit but other than that they're playing really good teams the next like four weeks here yeah so let's look at uh let's look at week 20 a little before we jump into the uh the fab discussion um a lot of a lot of games this week jeff this should be a fun one there's only there's three teams with five games get them out of the way first seattle arizona and st louis uh, the Braves have eight games. If there's any, if there's any Braves to pick up, but they do have eight <laughs> games. So if, as if we need more runs from the Braves, but uh, I tell you what, that team is whew, seems like Acuna and Olson pretty much homer every day. Acuna steals a base every day. They are they're just Austin Riley homers every day too. It's just yeah, he's crazy. caught fire. Yeah. yeah, Travis even like Travis Darno might be available in a one catcher league, ten team league or something like that. Go snag him this week because you yeah. know he's going to get three or four starts. Uh, you know, you maybe you you find a reliever to go get go after or something like that, or AJ Smith Shaver who who's going to probably pitch part of the doubleheader against the Mets. Yeah, um, that's a good call. You know that that's what that's the only thing I can think of there is maybe uh, you know, but yeah. for the most part, I mean, the Braves are pretty well picked over. They didn't have that big deadline acquisition. They got these like role playing relievers for the most yep. part, so you can't even like go that route. You could have a Yanni Chernos two step available. In your yeah, league. that's at, the guy yeah. at Pittsburgh at the Mets that might work okay. Yeah, the uh, Mets yeah, are a better start than they were a, a week ago. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, that's that's very true. Um, seven game weeks. And then actually, we got the Rockies, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Phillies, the Nationals, and the Pirates. AL, we got Tigers, Twins, uh, Cleveland, Blue Jays, and the Red Sox. There are some good schedules out there. Though. The Red Sox really jumped out to me. Uh, seven home games this week, four against Kansas City, three against Detroit. Uh, really hard to line up a better seven-game homestand than that for the Red Sox. They need to get going, and they better do it this week because they the, the schedule the schedule makers certainly set it out for them this week. Well, all these losing streaks in baseball, we need to point out the spoilers that are out there. The Nats are, yeah. I mean, the Nats are spoilers right now. The Royals had like a seven-game winning streak. I think they they did they did lose again today to the Phillies, but they were causing the Phillies problems all weekend long. Uh, they swept the Twins earlier, like a couple series ago. I mean. The, they're actually playing decent ball right now. I, I, you know, every team can get hot. You know, we saw your former A's win like five in a row at one point in time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the Royals, uh, the Royals are now three and a half ahead of the A's for the uh, for the seller there. So it's uh, the A's have caught them for a while, and now the Royals are starting to make a move. It's uh, yep, it's it's ugly all around there. But uh, the, so you mentioned the Nats; they're kind of sneaky this week too. They do have four against the Phillies to start the week, which is not the greatest pitching. Uh, you know, the Phillies have a lot of good pitchers. They they do face uh, Zach Wheeler. And uh, Aaron Nola, although with Aaron Nola, you never know. He gives up a lot of home runs. Yeah. And they get three uh, this weekend against the A's at home. I think the Nats, uh, 
of teams where you can actually pick up some guys, I like the Nats this week. You got to like that. Uh, you play an NFC type league where you got move guys in the end of the week. Uh, some guys that against the A's that week at home. Uh, really good schedule for the Nats there. Yeah, uh, and they're playing good ball. I mean, ask yeah. ask the NL Central. Uh, ask anyone who drafted Lane Thomas anywhere as they are running away with their league. My God, he hit either homers or has two stolen bases every day. It's a, it's been, I feel like Lane C. J. Thomas Abrams just, too. C. Oh, C. J. Abrams fallen ridiculous yeah. lately that is like it's just like a stolen base every day and he's hitting for a high average too but lane thomas has 18 home runs of 14 stolen bases hitting 288 um in terms of like late value guys like lane thomas is top mm-hmm. of the list this year he's been he's been awesome yep the ex-cardinal outfielder jinx continue uh, anti-jinx continues that, i i'm, I'm bummed that dylan carlson crazy. didn't get dealt so i could jump all over at adding him there I someone posted on Twitter earlier this week about like it was all you take all those traits together and they put them in one group of what they got for a Rosarena and Adolis and and Thomas and whoever else the other, the other guy is. But it's insane how badly those trades worked out. Like in, it's impossible to do that badly. Well, they gave up they gave up uh, Zach Gallon too uh, in the yep. Ozuna trade. Um, just remarkably bad luck, you know. Yeah. But you're right on Abrams. Abrams has 25 steals. I think he has like 23 in a row without getting caught. He's hitting 253 also and being much better lately with the, with the average. And he has 10 home runs too. Like talking about those two guys, you're talking about guys drafted in the, in the late twenties. Like those guys, have, those guys have been huge. First two pitches today, Abrams and, yep. and Thomas Homer, Homer after lion Richardson. Um, good job, Reds. Uh, sorry. I'll let it go. No, I won't, but I'll let it go for the rest of this pod. Maybe. We mentioned that uh, we mentioned the Phillies uh, playing Washington this week. Uh, they have a really good schedule too. They are they have seven home games too. Four against the Nats. We're talking about the Nats playing well, but I think you can you can attack their pitchers. They get uh, sure. they get uh, Trevor Williams, uh, Mackenzie Gore, Patrick Corbin in there, so that that's really nice. They do get the Twins this weekend. Um, they do face uh, Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray. They get Dallas Keuchel, who pitched okay today, believe it or not. I don't know when, I didn't even know where that came up, but he only gave up one run on. But he have eight hits, two walks. Like I don't think I'm. I think I'm stacking everybody I can against Dallas Keuchel's next start. So they're, they're, they look good. Uh, Dodgers look great, too. One at San Diego. We mentioned that game in the wraparound series tomorrow. Two at Arizona. And four home games against Colorado. The Dodgers are going to crush this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers, though, I mean, they just lost another pitcher. Michael Grove just went on the I.L. They still have problems. And, you know, I don't know. Is Emmett Sheehan going to go back in the rotation now? Uh well, Kershaw's going to pitch on That's Thursday, true. so I think that solves That's that a, problem yeah, for the moment. Right. But you know, you know who I love those freaking Mookie bats. I mean, the dude is just unbelievable. His thirtieth home run tonight. Um, it's just he and Freeman together are just so damn good. If it wasn't for Ronald Acuna, they'd be like it'd be the you know who's going to win the MVP, Betts or Freeman. But instead, it's just Acuna who's going to finish second. But man, Betts has thirty home runs, hitting two eighty, whatever it is, two eighty six, eight steals. I love Mookie Betts, one of my favorite players. Well, and. You know, selflessly like playing out of position all year just to make sure that the roster works, and, and not like an infielder like going to the outfield and run around. An outfielder coming to play second and short, like it, and doing it pretty well. Like it's, it's amazing what he's done this year in terms of helping that team out. But like you just don't see guys go into the infield, the middle infield like that, especially. Exactly, exactly. I mean, and and holding his own defensively too. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna you know be off the charts, but he's not hurting them defensively. Yeah, I mean, not looking stupid is kind of all they wanted, and he's done. He's he's way better than that. Incredible athlete, I think that's what that shows. A- incredible baseball player. Period. Someone mentioned uh, in terms of values late, uh, Hassan Kim as uh, which someone was talking about late time. Hassan Kim's been awesome too. He's been really good for San Diego. He's been another one of those guys who took him in the twenties. He's been huge. Well, and massive for the Padres too. Yes. Again, because they got they got a leadoff hitter now. 
they have someone that, you know, with, with Cronenworth having such a bad year, Hassan Kim start, stepping up has been massive for them. Yeah. 15 home runs, 24 stolen bases hitting 286. Um, it's just, it's been huge for them. It allows them to, you know, move Machado and Soto down one spot and drive guys in. And, uh, you know, speaking of which, we talked a lot about Soto in the first month struggling. Juan Soto looks like Juan Soto right now. He yes, looks, he does. He, he's nasty. Yes, he does. Let's uh, let's jump into the fab this week. It was not quite the uh, you know the big names, but still a lot of uh, activity there. But first note from our sponsors at Home Run Index. We know that weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight, and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There's a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index of 10 for the whole game average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game so you can see what will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as all wind direction. Right now you can access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, so Jeff, let's start with hitters. I'm curious what you did uh, with Tampa Bay uh, with Curtis Mead this week. You know, kind of a uh, a bigger name call up, but uh, Tampa Bay is frustrating. Like I, we've talked about before. I really like Harold Ramirez as a player and a hitter. He's hitting like high 280s, but just never gets to play. I had to drop him. Um, they just have too many guys, too many spots to fit in. Uh, Mead is a a third baseman. You know, their, their infield's pretty much full. Uh, what did you do with this? Because he's an interesting prospect, but I just don't know uh, what the playing times would look like us for fantasy in fantasy leagues. I was very timid. Um, to the point where, I mean, I, and some, I didn't even draft, I, I didn't even bid yep. because they need, they might call Taj Bradley back up. Uh, you know, they, they may need another starter soon. Uh, especially cause Boy, not, they had their run of luck and starters have been brutal. It's ridiculous. McClanahan had one on the aisle this week. That's what yep. we're to. Yeah. I know we're seeing Latell and Erasmo Ramirez listed in the rotation right now. So I'm guessing when those, those two pitchers, their turn comes up. 
you're going to see Bradley get called back up and Meade sent back down. I think I think that's probably the likely path. They do this all the time with their top prospects. So, um, I, I mean, I I think Meade's a great hitter, uh, and I I think if I, I but I, I also just don't trust the playing time whatsoever. So. He was Could actually he was only added in one of my three main events, so I think everybody kind of figured that out that the playing time wasn't going to be there. How long is it going to be up? I think everybody was a little shy with uh, with Marco Luciano, who you know a lot of bidding last week and got got sent down two days later. So I think everybody's wary about that with Tampa Bay. The bidding was very uh, very light on him. Yes, it was. Um, so I, I I don't know. I just don't have a whole lot of interest in and uh, in going after a guy like that when I know I could just be straight up losing the playing time right away. So what did you do on offense? I had a couple of guys I was really interested in. The first one I mentioned a little bit earlier was Johan Rojas in Philadelphia. Just strictly strictly a speed play here. He has, uh, I think he has 30 stolen bases in the minors already this year. Uh, we mentioned Brandon March going on the aisle. He, he ran, into the, uh, ran into the fence in Philly really hard. It was, like, it was like Aaron Rowan, but except with the face plant when, he, when Aaron Rowan did it. Uh, but uh, it That's a name gave, I just didn't need to hear. Yeah, it gave me that memory of the way he is. In the oh, area, shudder. Uh, but I mean, you look at Rojas I mean, he had 30 stolen bases in double a, you look at last year, he had, if I'm doing the math, right, 62 steals across 130 games. Now is the center fielder. Like, and he's going to play a lot there. Um, if you need steals right now, uh, right. I, I thought Rojas is a really interesting bid. I think that if he can get on base, um, that's always the issue with the guy coming up to the, the, the majors, but doesn't strike out a lot in the minors. And that's been up a little bit, only 44 plate appearances, but I guess 47 after today. But uh, if you can find a way to get a base, I think someone could steal some bags for you down the stretch. I really liked him as a play if you need some stolen base in your league. Yeah, I, I think that I think that works um, for sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, the thing is, like all these guys, it, it, it's so tough to just to try to guess the playing time. But Rojas was interesting. I was in on David Schneider a little bit. Jake Bowers not, a little bit. Not not the David Schneider that I put in our uh, in our in our rundown here. It's actually David. I actually I corrected it before I, I printed it out. Actually, look at you. Uh, I well, in part because I'm trying to squeeze it into just a two pages front and back <laughs> instead of four pages, trying to you know save the environment. You know, type of guy I am. I appreciate but, that. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, David Schneider, uh, pretty much all he did was hit this weekend. I think he had nine hits or something over the weekend, had two home runs, uh, homer in his first at bat at Fenway, which must've been pretty cool. Got a crazy good mustache too, which I think helps his value a little bit also. So, uh, second base too, like second base is not easy to find. He was, uh, he's definitely, and you look at minor leagues, like this is not just a guy they call up. He had 21 home runs, nine steals, hit 275 in the minors. Like, um, I don't know. It's cause someone might help them. And if he hit third today for the blue Jays, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, and went like out of the stadium over the, over the highway, you know, hit it into like Vladdy junior range there. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Jake Bowers? I thought was interesting in New York. He with, uh, with, uh, Anthony Rizzo, uh, on the IL crazy situation there, by the way, hopefully he gets, uh, hopefully he gets uh good, gets okay. Cause he has not been okay for a couple of months. It's kind of a scary situation there. Remind, you know, bad vibes of other guys who had concussion issues that never went away. Uh, but Bowers has hit lead off for the Yankees when they faced righties. You know, say what you want about the Yankees lineup. I get it's not what it used to be, but still, if he hits in front of you know Judge and Glaber and, and Stanton, and that's that's a good spot to be in. Uh, Bowers had I think he had four home runs last eight games, uh, so that puts him up to uh, you know eleven homers on the year in only fifty nine games. He's someone that twenty one percent barrel rate, Jeff, pretty impressive there. Fifty percent hard hit rate. You look at some of the stuff, and he's not going to play against lefties, but when he's played, he's actually been pretty good for them this year. I feel like he's my most added then dropped and added then dropped guy all season. Yeah, he's the, the the Michael Grove of offensive players. Uh, he, he, I swear, he. And there was a pitcher last year that was that way. I think it was was it Lorenzen maybe. There was one pitcher where we couldn't figure out if he was a starter or a closer or both. You know, and he 
right. I, I, Zimmerman always does a great job of tracking, uh, who, you know, the most added and drops and all that. And I, and I nailed it when he said it, but I don't remember it now because I'm old. Uh, but it, point being is like, there, there are certain guys like that and he fit that, <laughs> you know, he had the role, lost the role. Yep. Had, you know, he, uh, he got hurt for a while. Um, yeah. The, 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 the Rizzo thing is weird and it, it's sad. It's tragic actually almost. Um, it was it was interesting because I think everybody when it first came out was like oh my gosh all these people are idiots and then you read the the athletic did a piece on it that they I saw that they interviewed him and just it, it was like one of those things where you're like oh, I get where you know maybe if you don't fi- see it right away and you know Rizzo doesn't say anything but he's not really trying to be deceptive he just he's tired but it's you know in the middle of July in New York and he's been playing baseball for three and a half months and then he gets tired every season but um, I don't know you wish maybe they we don't we don't figure it out beforehand but it feels like. I think Rizzo said the best. Like, I don't really think is any of his at fault. Like, he just slipped through, but he doesn't like blame anybody, which is good. To yeah, hear. he even said something like to the point where the Yankees didn't miss it. Yeah, uh, but I mean, they did. Um, and even after, like, there was a, he played three games after they said that he needs tests too, and that yeah. was that was the part that, that was the got part. Me. Do you? Th- I, I guess the the theory is if Anthony Rizzo looks like this for two months, you maybe just assume something's wrong because he's look. Right. I mean you look at the stats before and after he got bumped by Tatis. It's like a completely different human out there. Yeah, uh, for sure. He, was, and, he had a really good first two months of the season. Yeah. And then you could say, okay, that, you know, his reaction times were slow, et cetera. Yeah, I get that. But, uh, and, you know, and you know, and the thing is like, I was going back through our old updates and they kept on saying like they te- it was listed as a neck issue. Yep. Um, and they kept on listing it like that. And I don't recall seeing concussion mentioned before, uh, yeah, I think they first it. said that like he just they decided it didn't have one when they first yeah, tested they dismissed it, it, it pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, scary there. But I I do like Bowers. I mean, you talk about a guy who half his games in Yankee Stadium as a lefty, like that's just really good. Hitting leadoff there, uh, first base and outfield eligible with a pretty clear run of playing time right now. I think he's gonna play against all righties, and you know, that's something I want in a in, especially in a 15 team or in a deep league. Um, I think he's a valuable pickup right now. Oh, I agree. I agree. Did you do anything with uh, our old friend, our old uh, Uber prospect, Brendan Rogers in Colorado? This is someone that uh, four or five years ago was kind of the it prospect, uh, struggled, then got hurt, then struggled, then got hurt. It's kind of been his cycle so far. But playing every day right now for the Rockies, which you know is great when they're at home, uh, hasn't done much with the playing time yet. But you know he's played. I think he's played five games in a row. Um, you know, someone that had 13 home runs last year. There's no speeder. He's never sold a base in the majors. But uh, did you think with Brendan Rogers? He hit the ball pretty hard last year when he, when he was when he was up waterfall ah uh, nice i like it yeah um he, he's definitely someone that yeah sure if i can get him cheaply i will i'm not yeah. gonna count on a whole lot anymore i think that ship has sailed a little bit uh i do too i think it's just the just the rockies uh course field aspect of it that makes him maybe a little bit still in play um uh, but yeah just uh, it's kind of sad you're just as someone that we we thought was gonna be really good a few years ago was it was a huge prospect but uh, you know you look at last year and if you just want to break it down, like he had 68 games at home last year and hit 313, like with 10 home runs. So, uh, you know, if you could play him in just in home games, uh, everybody, everybody that starts for the Rockies every day has got some value when they're playing at home. For sure. Now they're on the road all week this week. They uh, are. So it wasn't a, wasn't a good week to pick them up, but if you wanted to pick them up, you had to do it this week. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like I saw Brenton Doyle out there when I needed an outfielder and I saw a jerks <laughs> and pro far. They're always out there. I yeah. finally gave up. I finally gave up on Doyle trying to time stolen bases, and he got like none for me in two weeks. So I finally yeah. gave up, and I saw you Brent, had one this week. But yeah, of course, the, you know, Brenton Doyle is there's always money in the banana stand type of free yeah. agent. He's he's always there. I got I got that reference too. I like that. Thank you. Um, did you do anything with uh, another guy who's uh, been up and down this year? Uh, Luis Urias uh, went tra- traded from 
not Luis Arise. That would be nice. Uh, but Arise traded from Milwaukee to Boston. Uh, Arise seems to be playing a bunch for Boston right now. You know, could play all over the diamond. But, you know, Justin Turner was banged up a little bit, so that helped. And then Trevor Story um, is not coming up until Thursday. But his quote, the quotes of that were a little bit weird. Like, he's going to use the full 20 days because he doesn't feel – doesn't quite – it was his decision. He's not quite ready yet. Um, do you think with Arise, do you think that do you think the playing time sticks around when Turner and Story are back? No, I do yeah, not. I um, that was kind of what took me off him because I, you know, he's yeah, 20, what, 20 home runs or so last year. Um, but I just been think, sent down twice. Yeah, I think know? he's gonna get squeezed pretty quick here. Yeah, he might get sent down again. Because you look at it, you got uh, I guess it's him or Yu Chang, one of the two can play, but that's mm-hmm. kind of extended when when Turner, Devers, uh, Tristan Casas, and uh, Trevor Story play, it's just there's no, not a lot of spots there. No. Anybody else on offense you looked at? Uh, anybody in Cleveland? Oscar Gonzalez, Gabriel uh, Arias, uh, any of the Seattle guys? Cade Marlowe, Dominic Canzone playing against uh, most of the righties. They only have five games this week, although all against righties. Uh, was there any other offensive players you were you were looking at a little bit? Um, not really. Um, and you know the league where I have monthly pickups, I I did pick up Matt Walner. Uh, uh, I like that walk off homer today. He's got a lot of pop. Yeah, he does. Uh, He's kind of a sneaky, legitimate prospect. Can even run a little bit too. So, I did grab him. Um, I like that one. He was someone I tried to get last week in some leagues, and I got outbid on. Yeah, Arias. I looked at Gabriel Arias. I looked at a little bit there. Canzone, maybe, but I I kind of feel like this is a fall back to earth guy. Maybe I could be wrong about that. I saw some people talking him up after the trade. I still like I still like Marlowe a little bit. I think it's a speed power guy. I don't know how the playing time is going to fully work out. I think he plays against most righties, but I mean, it's someone that had 25 steals, 11 home runs in, in AAA. So I'm a little interested there, but I want to see how the playing time really kind of mm-hmm. plays out before I get too deep in there. For sure. So we talked a lot about uh, the uh, lack of starting pitching in Fab. It's been a while now, and I felt like this week is uh, another one. Uh, another one where there was a lot, not much to to go after there. There was uh, a little bit of Chase Selseth who. Got dropped because he was out of the rotation, and then um, Griffin Canning got hurt. And Selseth pitched twice this week, pitched really, really well, which is frustrating. I dropped him in the league because he was out of the rotation, and he ends up pitching twice really well. But uh, what did you do with Stars this week? I think that uh, there was some Cole uh, Reagan's uh, action, a little Hunjin Ryu. He was available this week because he pitched, uh, you know, pitched last week. But I didn't think he looked good. He, I think he gave nine he hits. Terrible. Yeah, he's yeah. like he only he only gave up a lot of runs, but it was only like eighty eight. Give up a lot of hits. Uh, he has two starts this week, but man, that one scared the crap out of me. Uh, Ray was the classic first, you know, first iteration back from long-term absence. You yeah. know, Mike Soroka zone. I'm not going to touch. Uh, I think you know. I I don't always learn that lesson, but sometimes I remember it. And then we got it. We got a chance to watch it. I was in on Silseth. Uh, you know, those he looks K's, really good. He looks, he looks really great. Good. Yeah. Um, and he should have probably stayed in the rotation all along. Uh, what what do we think they do though? Because it sounds like Canning's out the minimum. Um, Tyler just, Anderson should not be in this rotation. You and I agree. I just don't think they do it. But they they have to. They have to make. You know who cares about the long term aspect of it? You if you're all in to make the playoffs and you're starting Anderson over Silseth, you're an idiot. I I fully agree. I just don't know if they'll do it. I, I but I agree with you. I just think that uh, I think it's they're not even. I don't think they're that comparable. I think Silseth's way better. Yeah. Oh, just today was a great example that he's throwing harder than he did last year. You know, he's like, he got, this is his third year as a professional, not, and also happens to be third year as a major leaguer, but um, realize that there's still growth left. I mean, this, this was, this is a perfect guy to 
hope that you you know he turns into something in the future too i, I kind of regret not getting him in my uh, monthly league i probably should have gotten him first but uh he, he's absolutely someone that he, i think he's he's the best starting pitcher we've seen in a while i'll go that far i'll say like you know in the last month, I don't know if there's a better starting pitcher. We do have to question the role. We have to question the angels. You're talking sure. starting pitcher available to, to bid on. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, not the best pitcher in baseball, but Basically, best pitcher we've had to bid on. Yeah, he's um, been really good. And if you look at Tyler Anderson, four nine two, one five oh ERA whip. Like, I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, and and Silseth got the, gave you length. I mean, that that's yeah. huge too strikeouts like it just uh i thought he looked really good and i was excited about him a couple weeks ago we talked about picking him up and then the, just the crappy uh you know the situation where he got moved and it just frustrating i didn't really have a choice to, not to drop him because i just i needed a spot and he was out of the rotation but uh, yeah of course it's frustrating when i wouldn't have used him because i we wouldn't have known i guess we would have known canny went in the il but um that was a tough one anybody you do with the kind of the lower down guys like a uh, zach Littell, you talked about in tampa bay's pitcher well for them uh jake irvin showing some increased velocity for the nationals against the a's this weekend which is kind we of already like had game. jake irvin we're such a strong team scott um but you you had him against the braves or someone good though right i've i've had him for like three weeks now i mean it's <laughs> right. no and, and i'm not this is not a brag let's let's be clear this is a yes. I was already desperate, desperate, and saw the increased velocity then, and like, okay, let's just add him. Uh, so yeah, he's remained. Uh, Reagan's was in my uh, list of bids. Uh, I thought that he he's shown some interesting signs. Yeah, two starts this week. Although the first one's at Boston, which is uh, not ideal. The second one's is in St. Louis, which I think you can work with that. They've got some, you know, made some trades. They got some injuries, but still, they got some hitters in there. But yeah, I think he's a guy that. Uh, if I have him or I get, I pick him up, I'm throwing him this week for the two starts and hoping me, hoping he doesn't walk too many guys. It's one of the really has one big issue, but he looked really good uh, this week. He fit, uh, faced the Mets uh, six innings, eight strikeouts, seven hits, no earned runs. Pitch well against Tampa Bay the time before that. So it's back to back good starts. And, you know, I think that uh, we grasp onto anything with starting pitching these days. And I think that uh, he, he's startable this week. Yeah, I think so too. Paul Spore makes a good point. Uh, Tyler Anderson has been better lately. He's three, five, four ERA's last seven starts. Um, I'm still taking Silseth over him. I just don't know what else they do. They just, I think you got to find a spot for him. You got to find a spot for Canning. Obviously, Otani's got to pitch. I guess it's Sandoval or Anderson, but uh, I don't know. Obviously, G. Lito's going to pitch. Uh, maybe Detmers. I don't know. One of those lefties, I think, has got to go. Dude, when your 135 whip is your better, um, <laughs> that's, 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 that's your too. sign. Yeah. And he's just, he's just, I don't know, he's just a guy. Like, I just don't think that nobody's worried about whether they have to face Tyler Anderson. So uh, what about relievers? We didn't quite have the, um, you know, the amount of relievers that got, they got uh, into moving into starting or closing roles because of the trade deadline. Um, you know, Kansas City traded Barlow, but, you know, Carlos Hernandez pitched in the seventh inning that first start. Granted, it was against the middle of the order. Like, he faced the two, three, four, and five guys in the order. So I think they're just playing some leverage there. But, um Carlos Hernandez was taken in most leagues. I think everybody had kind of speculated a couple weeks earlier on that. There's a little bit of Seattle action. Uh, I think Andres Munoz is available in about 15% of the 12-teamers. Really, really highly rostered in the main event. Uh, Matt Brash kind of looks like maybe the lefty component to that bullpen. Uh, Eric Swanson got some saves this week with uh, with Jordan Romano on the IL. Uh, the interesting one to me, Brian Abreu got a save today. Brian Presley did not pitch. He was not available due to soreness. You know, that's one of those spots where, you know, maybe you play the – you know, maybe there's something more there. Maybe he's out a couple days. So that, I thought a Bray was a, a remote interesting ad for maybe for a kind of a weak stream kind of play yeah. this week. Brash is righty, by the way. Um, just so you know. Who am I thinking of? I am not knowing. Um, Gabe Spire. I don't know who Gabe Spire is. So I'm just looking at another American. 
Um, I, I but, had this visual of Matt Brash and all his uh, the 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 video game shirts he had last year and all his nasty stuff. For some reason, it's left in my head. So yeah. I, reverse I image, that. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the guy I had my, is, uh, my 1989 Dale Murphy upper deck card agrees. Yeah, my the guy I had is old friend Sir Anthony Dominguez. How, how do you we tell me how do you have two saves this week? It was was Kimbrel. What happened there? Well, remember they had an extra inning game in there. I think um, Kimbrel blew a game. Yep. Um, I, I you know it's the same old story with the Phillies that they have five options. You know so, but Dominguez looks like the last year version of himself again. Uh, that's the thing I was really encouraged by that he's pitching better. Yeah, I mean when he's pitching well, he's really good too, which is which is helpful. I'm looking at it and. Yeah, Dominguez just pitched the ninth for um, Lorenzen through eight in that game, and and Dominguez just pushes the ninth. So must uh, Kimball must have been blown the game the year the night before, right? I think so. And yeah, I think he, they just he blew the save and threw eighteen pitches the night before, so that's why. Yeah, and I think they the, the Phillies relievers have all been pretty heavily used. I think that's the other issue there too. Um, but yeah, it, I'm, I'm looking at Kimbrel's like game log and. Well, he was he was lightly used over the weekend, at least. So he's got that going for him. But um, yeah, so Kimbrel got the save on Monday, then Dominguez on Tuesday, then Kimbrel pitched Wednesday, Dominguez pitched Thursday. Are they? It seems like they're being a little careful on back to backs with Kimbrel then, which is interesting for Dominguez. Then. Yeah, All Star Craig Kimbrel, by the way, closing out the All Star game, Craig yeah. Kimbrel. Yes, yeah, he had a really good stretch. He was pitching really, really well, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah, I was hoping for a little more movement in in closers, but we didn't really get it. You know, if uh, Josh Hader got traded, maybe we had some Robert Suarez. Although, if you spec on Suarez, you get five runs of the Dodgers on oh, Friday night. A... Like it was, okay. just, it was, it's like so bad he, he would have gotten blown up. Yeah, he did get a win earlier in the week, so I remember I had him on a bench in one league because I, I I specked on him, and once Hader didn't get traded, I I just didn't use him. I, he wasn't a closer yet, but he got the win. I was like, I can't let him use him, and then he gave the five on Friday. I was like, oh, that'll work. The, that was the most 2023 Padres loss ever, by the way. They had like 37 runners on base stranded uh, in the first six innings. And Matt's hard on that, but uh, just work with me on that. Uh, just they could not break. They couldn't just like bust away. They were winning. You know, you Darvish was pitching well. Yep. You know, and, and you, you get a good, you get seven from you. And you're figuring, okay, Suarez has been great. This is their formula that's going to set the tone for the weekend. And instead... Boy, oh boy. And everything went wrong that inning too. Like there's the defense was bad. I mean, it, you know, it, it was the most Padres loss of the year. Um, the fact that they bounced back the next day was pretty impressive, but still tomorrow's a, tomorrow's a big game for the Padres. And they can like, if they can split the series with LA, I think they feel, feel pretty good. That sounds like lose three out of four though. They just kind of feel like they're in the same spot. They always were. And three mm-hmm. games under, they suddenly have to get hot again. But like we said, naturally that, that third wildcard spot's really open, but uh, I think San Diego needs to needs to get a win tomorrow. They, and they have Joe Musgrove out for three weeks. He's not throwing for three weeks, which means he's probably out five or six weeks. I think he's a drop, so, dude. Yeah, I think he's in fantasy. I think he's a drop too. I think we're looking at maybe they're hoping a couple starts down the stretch, but like maybe for the playoffs. But that's a, that's a big loss for them, real baseball wise. Yeah, and all of a sudden they have to they have to start keep starting Rich Hill. Yep. Uh, and Nick Martinez is going to get starts. They need Waka back. Uh, which... They do. He's supposed to be, he should be pretty close, but you're right. They got Martinez and Hill starting this week. Um, yeah, Hill was, Hill gave up six to the Dodgers today. And Martinez is kind of like two or th- like three innings, maybe four. Um, so it kind of puts a tax in the bullpen. But yeah, they need, uh, you know, they need Stellan Darvish to keep dealing because losing Musgrove is big. They need Lugo to keep dealing too. Lugo was great. Yeah, Lugo's been good. Yeah. Um, and you know, so Lugo against the Dodgers tomorrow during the day. So the ball should carry more. I he gets two starts. The second one's at Arizona. I'd probably go ahead and start him, but gotta, not gotta doing do great. 
But, no, you, you hope he gets through six and gives up three or four of the Dodgers and doesn't get smoked, and then you hope he he crushes Arizona. That's kind of the, the the formula you're hoping for. The good news for the Padres is they're going up against Tony Gonsolin, who's been getting s- smoked yeah. more. Uh, that is but, true. Man, Gonsolin, what a, you know, yeah. All the indicators said he it it was he was going to get punished, and all the indicators were right. I mean, that the X ERA was like three runs higher than his actual ERA by far, for, like the for leader like, among for like three years for like three years. Too. Well, I'm just saying this year. Yeah. Remember when he was like sub two at one point in time? Oh, that's right, early on in the year. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, okay velocity's down. This is like the most obvious fade and sometimes the most obvious works. His, uh, his ERA is still a, a run uh, lower than his XFIP right now too. Yeah. Even after all the, all the smokings after but, all the correction. Yeah. We talked about Joe Musgrove, but uh, the, the, the bummer today was, uh, was Josh young in Texas with uh. a fractured, fractured left thumb. He's had an awesome year. Texas had a really fun year. Um, you know, obviously as someone who does not root for the Astros, I was really hoping, I'm really hoping that Texas kind of hangs in there, but it sure feels like, I think I saw a stat that Texas had six all-stars. Four of them have been on the aisle since the all-star game. I think is the stat I read. It was Evaldi, Singer, Young, and someone else. I'm missing someone. But um, I think four of the six were have been on have been in the aisle since. They're still two and a half up in the Astros. But, man, using, losing Young is a, is a big loss there. He has, uh, he has 22 home runs, 67 RBIs, hit 275. Uh, hard hit rates way up there. Bail rates good. He's been a really good player. It's just, it's just a, it's a crappy one to see. I don't know how long he's out. I haven't seen that. They haven't had an official time frame yet. But fractured thumb, it's got to be multiple weeks, right? Yeah, and it it could be season. I mean, Heim and Young losing both of those guys like that, just Jonah Heim was the other name. There you go. Yeah, yeah. um, just brutal, brutal uh, injury luck. At least they got Seager back this week, and he he started. He just picked right up where he left off. First no at bat bomb. It was awesome. I I love Corey Seager. Yeah, I do too. I I don't understand why the Dodgers weren't more competitive in keeping him. Yeah, I I I just love that dude. I love watching him hit. He's just he's one of the best pure swing guys in baseball. I, lo- I love yep. watching him hit. Uh, our Reds, Jake Fraley is a big loss. Uh, Ten yeah. to IL, IL with a, with a toe fracture there. That's a, that's a bummer. It's someone that they they needed right there. Yeah, and you know it's a, it might have a long term implication on his running too, which is a big part of his uh, a big part of his value uh, to the team. They're, they're also they're they're going to get India back, but down him as well. And now you start to see like guys like Stuart Fairchild get key at bats, and he actually had some good at bats today. But uh, it's just you can just see it, like you can just see like the air coming out of the bubble. And I know I was like, going to say, do you do you feel you feel like uh, it's not happening, or do you think they're going to start to rent rent back up? No, I don't think it's happening. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this they, uh, one thing and uh, good thing about you know whining about your team on Twitter is you can get some good conversations going. Someone pointed out their schedule. Their schedule is pretty good. Uh, they get the Marlins coming up, big head to head actually, and then they get like a lot of teams with. I think they get Cleveland and yeah. Pittsburgh in there, and uh, it's uh, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Toronto, Angels, Diamondbacks, Giants, Cubs. That's that's not bad at all. No, it's it's okay. That, uh, uh, that then again, they just got swept at home by the Nats. Just remember that. There though. is that that four gamer against uh, the Cubs start September could be a could be a really fun series. Hopefully, it's uh, both teams are still right there, neck and neck. Yeah. Uh, by then, hey, our injured players at our trade deadline acquisition guys will be back. Hopefully, but uh, that's true. Hunter Green, you know, they're saying the seventeenth. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm doubt. I'm dubious. Yeah. Um, and I, I get, by the way, I stash Lodolo, then I cut Lodolo again in the league. That's so. what I did too. So yeah, I just, it's, it's so hard to hold on to those guys, but yeah. especially because Lodolo wasn't very good when he pitched early this year too. So like, if it was a guy that was like 
been really great. I like how I can hold him. Uh, speaking of which, Chris Sale's back this week. Uh, yeah. His second rehab start was today. Sounds like he's going to pitch uh, his next one for Boston. Uh, hopefully Friday against Detroit. That's uh, if you uh, if you have Chris Sale, you're starting him right away, uh, right at the bat. Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. Right. Uh, one other point on Lodola. You said he wasn't very good. I think he was pitching through an injury all along. Okay. That, that's a, that's a good point. Also known as pulling a Joe Ryan. Uh, also, uh, boy, did that go sideways fast. Yeah, and then. You see this so you think, all you think was, the time. You think it was pitching through an injury rather than this is a fake injury they used to just kind no, of. No, I think it was a real yeah. injury, and because they're complaining about he's got to communicate better and all that. Yeah. Uh, but you see this time and again, pitcher gets torched, and then you see him go on the IL right yeah, afterwards, yeah. like, oh, all the time. Because, and you know, baseball culture is what it is, or just culture, life is what yep. it is. You know, there's value in being tough. You know, and you know, you got you know, you can't let the team down and you can't be soft and everybody is hurt, you know. So you your your injuries don't matter. Sometimes you gotta speak up and say, Hey, I got an injury here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Joe, Joe Ryan, that was he was he was so good and just so bad. But yeah, the injury makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Jonathan India expected to be activated on Tuesday. Uh, if you play an NFBC type of league, I think he's probably a sit for the start of the week. Make sure he gets back and you can put him in uh, against Pittsburgh over the weekend. But sure. the Reds play tomorrow and don't play Thursday. So you get two games max. Maybe they ease him in a little bit. So I think I'm waiting until the weekend to play him. Agreed. Uh, Tyler Glass now scratched today with back spasms. Um, how much does this worry you? You know, backs are always hard to figure out. Do you think that, uh, do you think you could start Glass now this week? Because it seems like uh, you don't want to miss a Glass now start, but it, they downplayed the issue after the game. Is he going to be ready to make a start against the Cardinals? Are you are you starting it? No, uh, it depends. I don't I think, know. I think, I think I probably I think I probably am, but I realize that it might it might be you know in inning and he's out. But do you have uh, do you even have a pivot? That's that's the, the that's the problem. Like my pivot's going to be uh, yeah, my pivot's pivot's going to be Alec Marsh or uh, you know uh, Jesse Schultons. Then I'm probably just using Tyler Glass now. Yep. Sorry to those two guys. I didn't mean to, you know, no strays there, but there's two names that popped in my head. Um, and we mentioned Clayton Kershaw appears to be starting on Thursday. Uh, I'm starting that right away. I'm just throwing him yep. and you hope you get five innings, but uh, hope it works out there. Uh, Carlos Rodon, his, uh, his season just really can't get going. He was, uh, uh, he was, he was bad to start the game. They gave a, home, a three and home to Jake Myers and Jordan took him deep. And then he, uh, he, he, he like kind of tweaked his hamstring. He was out there stretching, uh, you could tell he didn't want to leave the mound because he was—he knew he was going to get booed as he second left the mound, which is he was like kind of lingering out there, and then he got booed, and then they kind of started cheering and they realized they shouldn't boo the guy's hurt, but uh, hamstring tightness. But they said after the game, Aaron Boone says getting an MRI, so that's not just tightness; they're actually worried about it. Well, I mean, he's their big investment. Yeah, he's been super fragile yeah. so far. So, yeah, uh, I, 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 and again, this is another team, the Yankees, sneaky stream against you know they did score seven runs today but uh sneaky because this is a team that's down right now herman's gone for the season rizzo with the the crazy undiagnosed concussion um even like a player that's hot stanton was 0 for 6 today you know it's like they 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 have some weird stuff going on they stranded eleventy thousand base runners today i think home plate umpire had a big role in that by the way each team walked like 12 batters yeah, they and then the Yankees had the inning there. They're down five two, and they got a hit by pitch and a walk and two walks. The bases loaded to tie the game. It was it was pretty crazy. But yeah, the Domingo Armand thing. I mean, obviously he's a drop in fantasy leagues. That he's out for the season. That was a, that was a wild one too. I did not did not see that one coming. Yeah, uh, but it, it explains some things. 
yeah, troubling. Hopefully he, you know, can get himself worked out. But uh, Jazz Chisholm uh, came out on Saturday after a stolen base, uh, right, grabbed his right hamstring, which you never like to see. He said it's a hamstring cramp. Um, he sat on Sunday. Um, I mentioned earlier someone asked about him. I think you just kind of see if he's starting tomorrow and then kind of adjust from there. Yeah, if you're in an only league and the whole roster freezes with the first game, you're kind of like it's unfair to you. But uh, yeah. you know, or, or I guess any league where the roster freezes with the first game because of the Dodgers game is early. But then again, I mean, it's only a couple hours ahead. By then, you might know the Marlins yeah. lineup. So we we'll got we got a, we got a pretty good chance of hearing Lamar's lineup. That, that's changed over the last like five six years ago. We didn't have lineups like five hours before games. It's been an awesome change. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, and to the point where we complain when we don't get two hours notice. Right. Yeah. It was like, what do you, what do you mean? It's been 90 minutes till the Wait, first pitch. Walt Weiss is employed again. What? Stop. <laughs> Weiss, and, Weiss and the Rockies were always the last yep. to post. I remember that. And, they, and it only is the Rockies. For especially in, yeah, DFS, the Rockies at home. You're like, we need to see this. Not pertinent or anything. Yeah. Uh, Max Muncy missed the weekend after getting hit by a pitch on the, on his wrist on Thursday. Sounds like they don't think anything's really wrong, but just uh, some inflammation there. So another one, they play early tomorrow. At least you can check that lineup uh, pretty quickly and early on. They face a righty. So you got to think that if Muncy's okay, he'll be in there tomorrow. Uh, Austin Hayes sat out uh, Saturday and Sunday with some soreness. Um, sounds like he's okay, but it's another one. They, uh, the, 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 uh, Orioles don't play tomorrow. So that one's tough. If you need him, hopefully you got someone else that doesn't play Tuesdays. I think I don't want to see him in the lineup before I put him in. Uh, we talked about Trevor's story. Uh, Nate Evaldi was an interesting one. It sounded like he was going to be out a little bit longer than we thought. Now it sounds like he's going to be only sidelined two to three weeks. I saw people talking about dropping him. I think I'm holding him. He's pain-free throwing from 75 feet right now. Sounds like they're hoping to get him back in a couple weeks rather than shut down for a couple weeks, which is a huge difference. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, unless you're really, really hurting for the, the roster spot, I think you hold on to him because he was just so good before yeah. he got hurt. Agreed. And on, on a good team and, you know, that's, uh, you know, wins down the stretch. You just whoever you're replacing him with, uh, you know, you, I'd rather I'd rather suck it up with Evaldi on my bench for a few weeks and kind of if he has a setback. I think maybe you adjust at that point. But for right now, I think he's yeah. a, he's a hold for me. Yeah, I agree. Anybody else you want to talk about? I feel like we've kind of hit everybody that uh, I had on this list uh, at some point during this conversation. Anybody mm-hmm. else that's on your mind or anything else that's on your mind, Jeff? No. Uh, hey, I'm just. Hoping to have our Reds get it back together so we have a playoff race to watch. Did you, uh, did you see Bryson's 58 today? Uh, I saw, I didn't watch the highlights, but I saw it uh, go across Twitter. They did that on yeah. the live tour. It's pretty awesome. He made a 40 footer on 18, like jumped up, like, like Phil at the masters. It was a pretty, it was a pretty funny moment. Yeah. Well, you know, golf is better when the, these star players play well, for sure. Yeah, Agreed. Lucas Glover, 73 to one, Jeff. Yeah. Did you bet it? I did finally hit a winner. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's because we're not doing gaming golf this year. That's why. Yeah, it probably actually is. I actually studied a lot more when we had when we did that. Oh, so. absolutely, me too. I, my yeah. DFS results were way better last year than this year. Yeah, no doubt. So, anyway, I uh, appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. As always, appreciate all the comments, everything going on there. We really, uh, we really love to hear that. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he is at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. We uh, we're talking baseball and other sports. Uh, probably some football on there too. As his uh, Niners training camp uh, and start to break some stuff down there, but. Other than that, if you uh, please rate and review the podcast, it helps out a lot too. Other than that, I hope everybody has a really good week. Hope you have a good fantasy week. Start to make some uh, some, make some ground in those leagues. And we'll be back at you next Sunday night. Uh, take care.